The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the forefront they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fifth that they had faith in you. And you. You are now in the Enrico Palazzo Zone. That's right. The Hands of Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, presented by RotoFanatic.com, is now in session. Join your hosts, Christopher Deary and Michael Govier, as they break bread with a fine human being. He's from Canada. He's very special. He may or may not be a captain. It's unclear. What we do know, though, is he knows his fantasy baseball, and he's a kind soul. So let's give it up for the one and only Graham... Blake Lock. Graham, Deary, and Govier are going to break down some players that Graham has selected. He's got a lot of thoughts, and he's a very curious guy. We'll go inside Enrico's Inquisition, and we'll get real with this fella. We'll cover Randy Rosarina's hot streak, and what should we be doing with Blake Snell? Graham has never sounded so good, I can assure you that. So this definitely will not be a shit show of a podcast. Take it away, boy! And like that, we are live. I am Michael Govier. This is the Heads of Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. My co-host Christopher Deary is with me at CDeary1999. I'm at MJ Govier. G-O-V is in Victor. I-E-R. Chris, how you doing tonight? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, yeah, ready to do a pod. I got a coffee. I got to go to bed here in a couple hours, but I'm one of those type of people that can drink coffee and fall asleep right after it. Very odd. That is very odd. And today's guest is a very special man. He is sailing the high seas of fantasy for many decades now. He is a legendary boatman, boater, uh, a captain of the seas of fantasy, of life, of other things. I don't even know if he really is a shrimp boat captain, but I really took 
that handle that he has on Twitter quite literally for today's show. You can follow him, of course, at ShrimpBoCaptain on Twitter. He is a Canadian and a fine human being. Welcome in, everybody. Graham Boat Live. That is the greatest introduction I've ever been given. I've that never really been given. Out. I've never really been given introduction, so I'll take it. That, that's outstanding. Thank you. It's great uh, to be here. Won't. Yeah, I won't minimize it. It wasn't even one of my good ones. I, I thought it was pretty lame, actually. Oh, so. whatever. Yeah, that tells you another man's trash is another man's treasure. See, yeah, I'll, ta- I'll take it, man. I'm happy that you're here, Graham. We've talked a little while on Twitter. We've had a lot of conversations, and now we're finally putting it all into action on tonight's show. It's our second show of the day. We had Chris Robin on this afternoon. That was a lot of fun. Deary, we talked about Michigan stuff for a little bit. We talked about Verners and, you know, Great Lakes. <laughs> Strohs. Yeah, we didn't talk about Strohs. Shit. Uh, Graham, you're not a Michigander, but you know about the Great Lakes. I know a little bit about the Great Lakes, yeah. I know there's uh, Ontario and Erie. <laughs> he knows the, one, the ones closest to him. <laughs> and uh, Michigan. Yes. And and Superior. Very good. Very good, five? sir. That, that was five. Yeah, right? you got all of them. Fuck yeah. Oh, well wait, done. can I swear here? Is that a yeah, lie? You can say whatever you want. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've heard you guys swear. Yeah, come on now, man. You know how we do it here. We don't really keep ourselves limited. We like to open it up on the show and say whatever we want, however we want, in any way possible. Damn! Yeah, it's true. I know. It sounds crazy. But on this show, we're going to talk about fantasy baseball. That's what we do. I want you to check out the Chris Robin show, though. It was really cool. Chris is a Michigander. He's a fantasy football guy, but he also is a DFS guy for baseball. He has a lot of information related to baseball and fantasy. So please follow him at Detroit Beastie. And he has a lot of experience with mental health stuff and substance use disorder. And he's helping a lot of people. And I stumbled upon that. I had no idea. He kind of popped in our show here a couple months ago. And then he ended up being on the show. So I want to really push that episode. I thought it was a great, positive, honest episode. We talked a lot about, not a lot, but we talked enough about the (laughs) fucking thing that you see on Twitter recently where people talk about injuries to players or like the Trevor Bauer situation who has been on administrative leave due to the sexual assault allegations. And... People have been identifying and talking about Bauer in fantasy terms. And some people on Twitter said, no, you should not be doing that. Uh, Graham, I wonder what you think about all that. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get you canceled. You're going to get me canceled? (laughs) Yeah, apparently, um, man, I'm I'm blanking on his name. The Roto Wager, Brian Seymour, went off about that today. I've yet to listen. But oh, I, is, it, is it getting a lot of uh, talk? Is people talking about it? Well, he basically just said that he hopes that Trevor Bauer, I'm paraphrasing and I haven't heard, so this is straight gossip, but what I heard secondhand was he said he hopes Trevor Bauer pitches more because he owns him, or he rosters him in a bunch of leagues. And I, I'm sinking in a few where I've drafted Bauer. I mean, he's your first round pick or the high second, like in 15 teamers. Mm-hmm. He's He was drafted as an ace. He was pitching close to one. I like. I think that I can separate the two. We're here to talk about baseball. He's a terrible human being. 
(laughs) 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 But but fuck, my fantasy teams certainly miss him. You play for money, right? Yes, I do. Yes. So do people know that fantasy baseball is gambling? Uh, You're laying it out for them. (laughs) Kiria, what do you think of this, dude? We've been drafting pieces of shit for decades. We've been cheering for (laughs) absolute garbage athletes almost our whole life. Um, I've always been able to at least separate the aspect of rooting for my team or rooting for my fantasy team. I've never not drafted a guy because I didn't like him. Um, I think a lot of people may be talking about Bauer wanting him to come back. And uh, there's kind of two sides to this. And the other side is that, like, if if you want him to come back, then – you're actually hoping that some of these allegations are not true, which would be great for everybody involved. We don't know the facts. We don't know what's come out, but I think you should still be allowed to talk about these players, however the fuck you want to. Um, I don't think it's inappropriate to say, Oh, I want him to come back and produce for my team. Sure. There's it's going to piss some people off, but we don't, completely know all the facts. He could be back next week. All the allegations could go away or he could end up in prison. Who knows? But, but yes, to your point, Mike, like any fantasy baseball, whether you put if you put any type of money into it, it is considered gambling. So if you are gambling on these players, you want them to be playing for your team. Um, I also saw in the fantasy football realm, you know, Cam Akers gets injured, blows out his knee and it's like, oh, yeah. well, you can't talk about Cam Akers, you know, and. and immediately start pivoting and talking about, oh, you know, his backup Henderson or whoever else is there is going to take over that spot. It's like, that's inappropriate that you're, you're, you're happy that you drafted the handcuff and now that guy's going to take over. You're happy for him being injured. I don't think anybody is really saying that. They're just talking about how they are going to take advantage of this and they are going to benefit from someone getting injured within that realm of fantasy baseball. baseball. That's, that's the game. Correct. Like you're leveraging – you're leveraging real life things against what you're wagering essentially to get an advantage over whatever the spread was. This is a gambling game that we play. So yeah, I don't know. Talk about his value. And you want me to change? Fuck you. People don't want to change, you know, uh, I hear that people are innocent until proven guilty in this country, and I never hear that anymore. Nobody ever says that anymore. I am wise enough to know that Trevor Bauer could be a piece of shit, but he could also be innocent of some charges, but he could also be guilty of it. I can have all three of those thoughts in my head at the same time. It's amazing. I don't know how you guys do it, but I get the same feeling you all understand that as well. So I believe Twitter is a central tunneled vision vehicle, which limits honest discussion anyway. So if you're having a debate in public about it, you're already fucked because you don't know the person that well. And you're getting into a situation where you don't really understand what the person is exactly trying to say because they're also limited by a number of characters. In life out here, we can talk for as long as we want on this show. We can have endless amounts of characters come out of our mouths. La! Anything we want. We can say anything. We can shout out anything. We can release any type of verbal expression at any given time. And that's why podcast, live streams, so much better for conversation. So I thought we'd talk about it briefly. I don't want to harp on it. And I don't want to fight people that are imaginary and who I don't even know. Like, I don't, <laughs> we're not talking about a specific person that I'm targeting on Twitter right now. I'm just kind of fighting this general monster this overall kind of 
It's like the nothing. It's like coming at us endlessly, <laughs> and it's all tweets, and it's, you will pay, you will pay, and you are eliminated, and I think we all understand that. Anybody who spends any time on social media gets it, so that's all. That's I'd, all I I'd, I'd like to see the people that are arguing with each other on Twitter, which both both sides make great points. It's very similar to politics. Why don't you guys get a, on a podcast and, and hash it out on there? You probably have some pretty constructive conversation, and in the end, you'd probably be friends, and no one's canceling each other. I'd, I'd listen to that. No, it's, we're it's all forever of, on. It's over. It's over. Graham. It's, it's interesting. Over. It's interesting. We're for, no, we're fucked. We're all forever unclean. Forever unclean. Everybody is dirty and filthy. You're all fucked. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> showering's, <laughs> showering's overrated. Ooh, uh, Graham, what should people know about you besides that you're live here talking fantasy baseball? What else should they know about you? Where can oh, they man. find? Should there be something they should be looking to interact with you with in some way, anywhere, somehow? I'd just like to talk about baseball. I love baseball. You made that I think, clear. I think that's that's all it says in my Twitter handle is just baseball. Period. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know that, that that's where I'm at. I'm I'm in Canada. I'm near near Toronto. Blue Jays fan. Graham would That's be fun. a very easy first date. What are your interests? Baseball. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> funny, funny story, actually. On our first date, and maybe I'm oversharing, but my... Uh, Never. My my wife now, I got married a couple of weeks ago. He did. Um, That's right. Did. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Big news, buddy. Really happy for you on that. That's fun. I hear cool things. He was also very honest about what life can be like. So anyways, go ahead. Sorry. She she just, uh, she was a carny. Like she ran away from home when she was younger and she was a carny. So our first date, like she just dropped that on me. And I was just like, wow, this is an easy conversation because I'm just going to ask you everything about joining the circus and running away from your house. <laughs> that oh, was shit. fucking, that was fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> She's a carny and you work late at night. You guys are quite the pair. Well, she's not a carny anymore. <laughs> she could take it back up. <laughs> she's no longer. Yes, she's no longer a carny. That's true. I apologize for that. She's I feel like a, there should be another name for carny. Yeah, I thought uh, that's. I think that's taboo, bro. Circus freak. <laughs> We're canceled. You're fucked. Fuck. Eleven Show's minutes. Over. Nobody cares about the show anyway, so it's fine. That's the best part about it. You just do what you want. And we're independent and free, and we can say whatever we want. Whoopsie it's, Daisy! Is, what happens? Is "carny" actually an offensive word? <laughs> I've Ask heard that. <laughs> yeah, you should, well, I've heard that it's no longer cool, but you can get oh. back to me on that one. So, well, apologies. Things are but a lot of things, America. <laughs> I'm learning well, and growing too. This is America, was, Jack. That was a boo boo. Hey, you're Canadian. <laughs> this is America, Jack. So you gotta you gotta adapt. You know, my girlfriend's Canadian and. She understands. She knows that you don't say Carney anymore. Oh. <laughs> no do to boot it. She's a stand-up gal. Yeah, we don't do those jokes. Those are so played. So we don't worry. We're not going to do that here. I never do that with her. I never make fun of her accent because, yeah, it's so lame. You know, it's been, been there, done that. And my girlfriend knows Leanne. She's a wonderful woman. And she appreciates a good joke. But you got to earn the laugh. You got to make it happen. That's what I try to do with her. You know, because Canadians have great sense of humor. They really do. I'll take the compliment. They do. Kids in the hall. Classic. Come on. No? Anyone? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> let's talk. Oh, let's yeah. talk business. Oh, yeah. A little business time. 
want to say thank you to all of you who follow us. Subbing the YouTube channel. Sub, 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 sub. Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's, of course. That's important. Very important. Utah. Give me two. And lots of podcasts at protonmail.com. You send us an email. Let us know what's on your mind. This is it. Deary, this is like the last day. I think today's like the last day for trophy ideas. Like, it's over. We really have to start making the trophies. <laughs> it's over. It is. Time's it was, up. All-star break was over, right? We have what? We have two submissions for an idea? Uh, I talked to Chris about it today. He had a few ideas. He thought we should do like a Wimbledon plate. You know, like... <laughs> What the hell are you going to do with that? He thought it'd be cool to have a personalized plate. Then you got to, like, prop it up on something. Yeah. We'll just give a ribbon out. Uh, First place. Why not? We'll do a ribbon. That's cool. Gold plated. Uh, Graham, do you have any ideas for a trophy? Get a sushi set. Personalized engraved sushi set. Wow. (laughs) Now that. That is the most original idea I think we've actually heard. (laughs) That's funny. I ate sushi the other day, and that's why I thought of it. I love it. <laughs> Fantastic, man. It just came naturally to you. Look at that. Yeah. See how easy it could be? It's the whole shrimp boat thing. I'm used to <laughs> munching, munching down on that raw seafood. So you're not the a shrimp boat captain, though, right? No, no. I live in Ontario. We're not, we're landlocked, man. I'm surrounded by lakes. Yeah. I was, why would I think there'd be shrimp? I thought maybe. Who knows? You were farther east. I don't know. It's possible. Imagine eating, like... Freshwater sushi, though? That's unclean. That doesn't sound very good. No. Sorry. Uh, we do want to say thank you to our followers who follow us. Justin Herrera. Hey, Justin Herrera. Thanks for following us. Pleasure to have you aboard. What a pleasure it is. Uh, Derek Warren. Derek Warren sent me a bunch of fantasy questions on the Palazzo DM, which you can do. DM Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Ask Give fantasy me two. questions. Ask him all day. He had a lot of questions. And uh, I was happy to help Derek. So, Derek, if you're hearing this, good times, my friend. Don't forget Nicole Cahill. Deary, do you know Nicole Cahill? I don't know her. Nicole Cahill. No, I don't. Yeah. She's following us now. So Heck is Steven one. Swan. Steven Swan. Great don't forget names. Fantasy Baseball Fan at Batman Baseball. That's a fun name. How about that? And I think that's it for now. Yeah, there's more. But, uh, oh, here we go. The Fantasy Baseball Quick Hitter followed us. He's got quick hitters, advice, and some insight as he navigates the second half of the 2021 season. And he is not La Tortuga, Williams Astudo. Astudito, dumbass. Yeah, he is not that guy. It says that in his bio. I don't know why. But it does. All right. So there it is. Thank you, new followers. Thank you, business people. Uh, the second half's rolling along, and we're going to continue to do what we do. So we'll be here for you. Rocking the business. Right, dearie? We are going all the way to the end of the season. I am not giving up and going to football. I'm actually having a pretty decent week here, but it's like it's like the last call here in some of my leagues if I'm going to make the playoffs because I'm uh, I'm quite a ways back in a couple of my head-to-head leagues. I've made making a little bit of traction in my uh, roto league, still near the bottom, but uh, I, I haven't I haven't given up. I'm, I'm going full in. I won't do any fantasy football drafts till a week before the season. Yeah, woohoo, Graham. What up? I know that you're feeling some anxiety because, man, you are really at the top. You are, what, third overall in the overall for the NFBC 50s? Yeah, I'm second. Second? Yeah, I'm tripping. Holy shit. Although I was told by a very wise man, Jay Callisker, today to don't trip grind. So shout out to Jake. 
still kind of tripping, but <laughs> how do you, is it because you might lose? Well, just like every single decision that you make with every um, like roster decision, it just feels amplified. So like uh, yeah. this week, for example, like what I've something that I've decided I'm not going to do is watch my starting pitchers anymore. Um, I benched, <laughs> I benched, like I, I'm usually a nervous wreck watching them anyway, but I kind of enjoy them. But I benched Nick Pavetta on the two starter this week. And in the first inning, uh, the Red Sox scored like what, 50 runs there. Yeah. On yeah, they four or five. yeah, they scored four or five. And I was like, fuck, left a win on the bench. But then, you know, <laughs> The the Jays the Jays came back and put some runs up against him. So like the the decision and the process to bench Pavetta on the two start was still probably the right one. Don't be um, that guy. But yeah, just everything's amplified. So I'm crunching numbers. I'm trying not to obsess over it, but I obviously am. Yeah, I mean you got to enjoy the ride. Yeah, trying to. <laughs> you want to win. I want to win the money. Right. We'll see. It's fucking gambling. Long fucking way to go, but it's, it's July. Hell, hell of a thing, yeah. Yeah, it's early. I mean, it's like mid-July. You got a couple months left here, so you just to pull it back a bit. But every decision over the next two months could really drain you, my friend. And I know that you said it's kind of like it's anxious. It's kind of like, oh, I don't know, man. This is so exhausting. I don't, am I going to be able to make it? Exactly. I That's don't know an honest conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but... So yeah, the, the lineup's locked twice weekly, and basically the thing that I've told myself is like once once it's set, like just check check the the stat live scoring like once a day, twice yeah. a day, because it's set. Yeah. I have no control again until tomorrow. So really, am I a moron? Like NFBC, I have no control over the. Uh, it's not daily, right? No, it's it's twice weekly for hitters and once weekly for pitchers. Yeah, exactly. So you're good till Friday. Wait, what day is it? Wednesday. Oh fuck! Apologies. <laughs> that's, that's a pr- so you know exactly what you're doing then. You you said it, and then once it all starts, you're it's out of your hands till Friday. So you don't have to obsess over. It. You can just check out because you can't change a damn thing. You already know the answer. Well, that that, that is the answer, but it's more difficult to practice in my scumbag brain. <laughs> oh, we talking about practice yeah well i understand that it's a challenge but we wish you the best man the same oh ryan venancio here hey buddy hey ryan venancio with sales ahead check out his drumming videos too on youtube they're fantastic he just did a nas uh what's it nas x that guy's name nas x is Is he a rapper i think he's a rapper he's like a country rapper nas x mr nas x I was thinking of Mr. X is like from a video game a long time ago. I think. <laughs> Anyways, it's Nas's it, alter ego. It's the guy who did the a couple yeah. years ago. He had that massive song with fucking Billy Bozo Cyrus. That? <laughs> yeah, that song was everywhere. You couldn't avoid yeah. it last a couple summers ago. Somebody know what I'm talking about out there? What the I fuck know what you're talking about? about. All the kids at summer camp uh, loved it. Yeah. Something about a cowboy, like or like something about my steed. Old Town Road. Thank you, Old Town Road. There you I'm go. Embarrassed, I know that. And it's Lil Nas X. That's what I got wrong. Lil, Lil. There's a lot of Lils in rap. There's always there's Lil Troy. There's uh, Lil Wayne. There's Lil. 
Uh, bow wow, little bow wow, little bow wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Ryan. A little late on that, but uh, appreciate that. All right, so this is presented by Rotofanatic.com. Don't forget, go to Rotofanatic.com. Play with the data monster. He's cutesy, wootsy, cuddly, wuddly. A lot of fun. Good times. Noodle salad, and that'll take you right into leading off. <laughs> This is how we do it in leading off. We get the show started. We get it rolling. We start taking it up and on. Good. Our first catch of the day. Today's catch of the day. It's easy. We talked Tigers earlier today, by the way, because Chris was a local Michigander, and it was fun to talk Tigers. But today we're talking Randy Arozarena. He is getting hot right now. He's taking it off to another level, just like he did last year in the playoff run when he hit 10 home runs in the playoffs. Two home runs today. Home run yesterday. Looks like he's starting to go on a streak, and he's leading off more, which is also good news. Mr. Deary. What can you else, what else can you say about Randy Rosarina? I mean, I think he's a great player. He's just been kind of stinking it up a bit, but he still stings the ball. Yeah, I mean, he's been I, I wouldn't say that he was a complete miss this year. I think he was overdrafted in a lot of leagues. Uh, I think where you and I liked him was a little further down. And he's, you know, did not hit too many home runs at the start of the season, but obviously he's picked up in the last week. I mean, the guy's surefire bet to get 100 runs because of that lineup that he's in. And uh, started to pick it up here for the Rays, which is really nice to see. Would like to see a, a higher batting average. Um, OBP is down a ton right now, but hey, man, uh, he could really pick it up here. Guy's super talented. He's only 24 years old. He's got the speed with 11 stolen bases. So this is a guy that, like, obviously you've probably held on to him all season unless you shipped him off for some other pieces. But uh, he's a guy who could really end up heating up and helping you out. We saw what he did in the playoffs last year. Uh, and baseball is a game of streaks. And guys like him could go on a streak where he starts putting the ball out of the park, stealing some bags for you. And if he's at the top of that lineup for the Rays, like congratulations, because he is going to help you out here down the stretch and hopefully get you in the upper echelon of some of your leagues and hopefully win a championship for you. Child, please. Maybe he'll be the first overall pick next year. For the number one pick, this man should be able to walk out the door today, go on a crime spree that would make Robert Blake come in his pants. And then he should be able to go home and have sex with your wife, and then be given a parade in his honor. That's a bit much. I'd rather just have Randy or Rosarina, but I understand the point there. Uh, Graham, Randy or Rosarina, are you going to be focusing on him in 2022? Yeah, I love him. I think oh, wow. I think in the um, the current landscape and in need for speed, um, the Rays are going to let him run, and they have let him run. He's been caught seven times, and he's still running. He's got 11 steals. Yes. Um, he the the thing about the two bombs he hit today, I noticed he hit them on off speed pitches, which is what he was struggling with um, so far. It was generally the knock on him that he can only hit hard stuff. So if he's actually starting to adjust to the league, adjusting to him, it could be a big second half. I uh, I own a ton of Randy. I got Randy for Randy. Uh, Randy's Damn! on that, <laughs> and. I, I don't know if if he hits twenty five home runs and steals twenty bases, even if the average is two forty, like he's a he's a beaut. He is a beaut, isn't he? He's such a beaut. Um, sexy man you are. Is Babup's three twenty four? Uh, so he's kind of creeping up in terms of the luck and how things are going. He hit two eighty one in a very small sample last year, which doesn't mean dick, but the guy has to hit right handers more. And I think our pals. Davey from the Rotosaurus crew said that today. 
He said he wants to see him hit righties more consistently because he was crushing lefties recently. Some of these home runs were against a couple left-handers as well. So I would like to see that. And if he could do that, because he is a right-handed hitter, in case you don't know. And if you're listening to this show in late July, I'm shocked that you probably don't know who he is. I don't think any newcomers are showing up here right now. Maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe there is a newcomer. Who knows, dearie? I guess anything's possible. We get newcomers every week. (laughs) He says that like it's so true. Like it was so obvious. Like, yeah, we could do comers. I, I, I believe it. I believe it. I, I'm sure you do. I, I believe it too. You're right. It is true. It's obvious. Everybody knows it's true. In the end. And reason will prevail. Reason will prevail. Yes, we all know that here on the Plaza Podcast. We're with Graham at Shrimp Boat Captain. That's C-A-P-N, Captain. Shrimp Boat Captain. C-Deary1999, MJ, Govier, G-O-V's, and Victor, I-E-R. Now. I want to talk about Govier's guys. I got to say it like that every time I say it. Govier's guys. I do it every night on Twitter. No matter how late it is, no matter what time it is, I will make sure to do it before I go to bed. I only do one tweet. 240 characters, as much as it will allow. And I try to fit in as many players from the day's action around the diamond in Major League Baseball. Did well. No negatives. It's all positives. I'm looking for people who... Like Rosarina today, he'll probably be one of Govier's guys. Probably hit two home runs. That's a good thing. Um, but Graham wanted to talk about Yoan Mankata, who is one of Govier's guys. No doubt about it. Yoan Mankata was highly drafted by me. I drafted him a lot. He was your MVP but, pick. Yeah, shit. That was my dark horse MVP pick. That's true. Uh, and I, you know, his app, you know, he's got a 400 OBP still. He's getting on base. There's just no power. No power. And not enough steals. And I think it might be time to say, let's give up on the steals and maybe time to give up on the power. I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. But he's not he doesn't look like a 30 home run guy, Graham. What do you think? He doesn't right now. I uh I also bought a lot of Moncada for the price you paid preseason, which was what? Probably top seventy five pick. Five, yeah, I was gonna say eighty five. Top eighty, eighty five, yeah. Like he, he hasn't lived up to that billing. Um I probably not. depending on where he goes like in the second half, the rest of the way out, I would consider buying back in next year. I think he's got more power. And I think right now he's just being extremely selective at the plate. And it's probably like he's pulled back too far from where he was, which was super aggressive. Um, but he definitely has the power there. He's just not tapping into it. That's That's what I see. Like, the dude's only 25, so it could just be one of those things. I've made a huge mistake. Graham is not willing to admit that he made a huge mistake. And you're right, he is only 25. Randy Rosarina turned 26 a couple months ago. Both these guys are in somewhat similar timelines. Deary, we're going to talk about Yohan Mankata's dance videos and his music videos in a moment. <laughs> but as a player, is this somebody that you're really like, you know what? We have not seen the best of Yohan Mankata. He is only 25, but he's been in this league for a bit. Yeah, I mean, I I wasn't super high on him at the start of the season. I think he's a fine fantasy asset. I mean, there's a few things that he does really, really well. I mean, he's a plus player against every single pitch except except the changeup. He's really, really good against the slider and the cutter and the curveball. So he he hits off-speed stuff very, very well. What he hasn't done this year is he hasn't hit the fastball very well. Now, it could be because he has been extremely – hesitant at the plate and a little more selective and that's you know evident by his high obp uh his launch angle is down his hard hit rate is just fine i i think we're probably going to see more from him now is he going to be a 25 to 30 home run guy i don't i don't know and this is where i get a little 
you know, hesitant about having him on my team is if he's only going to hit 270, 280. Now, if you're in an OBP league, I obviously his value skyrockets because, you know, 402 this year, you know, career 347. That's incredible. That's really, really what you're looking for in an OBP league because he walks a ton. He's very selective at the plate, like we talked about. But if he can't hit 25 home runs and give you double-digit steals, then it's going to be tough trying to find value. Obviously, he plays in a great lineup, so the, the runs and RBI opportunities are going to be there. Um, and you got to remember, you know, they're still missing the two best bats for the White Sox and Eloy and uh, uh, Luis Robert that, you know, both will be back shortly here soon, but they'll, they'll be at full health next year. So, you know, in a dynasty, I think he's a good flyer to have. He's a guy who I think probably is going to give you the value that you want, but it's just whether or not that power is going to be there. He showed it in 19 with the 25 home runs and he had double digit steals that year. And he wasn't as selective at the plate back then. He only walked 7.2% of the time. He was striking out 27% of the time, swinging at a lot more pitches. So I think maybe this year is just one of those years where like he's really starting to figure it out at the plate on what type of player he wants to be. And, you know, it, it could be based on what the White Sox are looking for. They need a guy who's going to be able to get on base, be a little more selective. I'd like him to be more aggressive and maybe launch that, get that launch angle up a little more. He has the power. He hits the ball hard. So, uh, I mean, if you draft him this year, you were, you, you were depending on where you got him. You you may be a little disappointed, but you know, similar to a Rose Arena, the guy's really talented. He's 25, 26 years old. Could be a guy that really, really helps you out here in the in the next two months of the season. But you know, without those steals, that's that makes it kind of tough. But in OBP league, I'm buying all day on Moncada. I I'm I'm not off Moncada. I was never on Moncada either, but uh I, I think he's a fine player who can help you out in fantasy. I'm not arguing that with you. Good call. Mankata, we love him, but we don't love him as much as we love his videos. And this is something that Graham brought up to me a couple months ago. I wasn't even aware of it. It changed my life. His videos <laughs> are ridiculous. They're so so self-involved. Disaster it... personnel. <laughs> I'm unaware of these videos. Are you doing like the Ed Lover dance? Oh, man. He, uh, <laughs> he made a music video. Where yeah, he... he really did. Not a joke. I'll pull it up right now so you can t at least see what it looks like. But I wonder, and people have brought this up who know about these. Is he, like, too into that shit? Is he not really a huge baseball guy? He's just um, having some fun. Is he? That's the question, you know. It's I mean, like, look at look at the video. It looks like he had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> he had a good time. Here it comes. Stand by. And, and this is for you podcast people. Sorry, this is where you get screwed. It's not your fault. Well, they can hear it, though. I don't think they will. That's the problem. Oh, they won't hear the musical stylings. Oh wow, this is. Can you like... guys hear this? Oh yeah, it's, it's a it's a hell of an auto tune fiasco. I can't hear it. Nah. Yeah, right, that's well. the thing. You can't hear it. So even though I can hear it. Oh shit! I forgot I'm on the air. Sorry. Wow, it's so loud in my ear. I can't hear you guys. But you guys can talk about it. I'll stop talking for a minute. Is is This is pretty fun. He's just hanging out by the pool. Yeah, he's having a good time. Yeah, he's looking like for some other uh, revenue streams. This looks like real serious video here. Oh, he's checking his phone. Who are these other guys in the video? This is like part of his crew. It, it must be part of his crew. <laughs> I want to see like Giolito awesome. out there with him. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. All right, great. Yeah, you can turn it off now. Yeah, <laughs> pretty cool though. <laughs> you get, you guys should get matching onesies like his. Is Dude. that a onesie? 
This came out on February. <laughs> this came out on February seventeenth of this year. So that was spring training was just about to start. But it looks like he spent his time before spring training. He looks. I mean, his shoulders are so impressive. He looks like a stud. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> looks like a stud. Must be a stud. He's he's hit three bombs in his last four games. That's I see. That's why it's interesting. He's got eight on the year, but three in the last week. The season is far from over. That's what I'm talking about here. We got two months and a week or so of action to see where he can take it to. 25 home runs. are It's definitely still in play. I really think 25 is what he hit last year. Or sorry, the 2019 season. Mm-hmm. So. For, for what you paid, like at the draft table, he's a huge disappointment. But he could recoup some of that. And if you're in a league that you can trade, I would see how upset the owner is, and he might give him away, which I'd be into. I bet you would, Panama Red. Uh, I want. I feel bad for the podcast listeners because they didn't get to hear it, so I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna play a sample of what it sounds like because it's so beautiful. It, it's actually a lovely song, and it's got a lot of flavor and heart. Is he singing? Yeah, I think he is singing with auto tune. Oh, this is like his intro guy. He's not singing yet. Oh, here we go. Now this is definitely him. How many views do you think this guy has? Probably a lot of views. How many views? One million views. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up right now. There you go, Yohan. Thumbs up. Lots of podcasts. Beautiful. I like it. I like it. It's got a lot of pizzazz. It's got a lot of fire. Makes you want to dance like Yohan. Makes you want to have a great fun night on the dance floor, right by the tiki torches over there by the barbecue. Uh, there's tiki torches in the video, in case you guys are wondering. Because I now realize, as soon as I said that, that tiki torches also have a racist tint ever since those assholes got those tiki torches a few years ago. They fucked it for everybody, which sucks. So, yeah, so remember that, Char? Yeah. Okay. People, so no- I mean, they'll say, like, I can't believe you said tiki torches, but I didn't mean anything by it, you know. So. so no Voldemort, no tiki torches, no carnies. <laughs> <laughs> Voldemort? I didn't know the Voldemort part. Ryan says these videos are hilarious. So much reverb, my lord. Yeah, a lot of reverb, definitely. A lot of auto-tune. You need reverb to make it sound good. Yeah, I was calling Bauer Voldemort. <laughs> that's what that meant. Okay. He, that's cool. he who must not be named. Oh, right. yeah. Mike, Mike, you've been watching those Harry Potter movies, right? I watched all of them. I, find, I finished the series a couple weeks ago, yeah. So. Kind of is all right. That's kind of dumb. I thought, you know, like <laughs> my wife guy, is proud of you. Oh, thank you, Christina. Uh, I talked to guy Christina uh, playing Rupert Grint. Kind of mailed it in there the last couple of movies. <laughs> really didn't feel like he was he into it anymore. It. He did. What, what's his name? Fucking sidekick guy. Harry or Bill? No, or no. Hank. Harry's the main guy. Who's the sidekick? Fuck. Oh, Ron. Ron. Yes, Ron, thank you. Ron the Weasleys. Weasleys. Yes, the Weasleys. So. <laughs> Really feel like he was kind of like, dude, why am I? I'm a grown man now. This sucks. So, but well, hey, he probably wishes Harry Potter would come back. I don't think he's done much since. Uh, hopefully, he was smart and he banked millions and millions, but he's young, so he's not smart. We already know that instantly, right, Graham? <laughs> sure. Yeah, there's no smart young people. Were you smart when you were young? Oh, absolutely not. Exactly. 
my point. That's what I thought. You know. Yeah. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. It's true, though. Very true. Um, Anyways, uh, as far as Bouvier's guys, uh, I post them every night. I hope you guys enjoy them. It's just a simple kind of review. I'm not trying to be any special kind of guy on Twitter. I just want to... I used to do it last summer in the videos, which were much more in-depth. This is a simplified version of that. Gives you like a top eight or nine guys who had a good night and lets you know. It also keeps me in touch with the daily stats a lot more, which is like reminds me of being young, checking the box scores in the newspaper back in like 1993 when the Detroit News was everything. Those were the days, man. I used to look at every... I knew every Tiger's stat because it was all in that box score, and then they'd have the season stats with the pitching and the hitting. Right, Jerry? Yeah, it was the only way to like get it. I mean, you weren't... I mean, you watch Sports Center, but you weren't really getting like full in-depth stats of what was going on, and there's no internet back then, so that's that's what we were doing. The internet, yeah. The Sports Center was for national coverage back then. I agree. Uh, all right. Oh, excuse me. Oh, that was inappropriate. All right. Now on the podcast, which is the Palazzo Podcast, two L's and two Z's. Utah, give me two. We're with Graham Boatlock live on Twitter here. We actually are live on Twitter as well, and YouTube mainly. Sub our YouTube channel. Follow Graham at Shripboat Captain. See Deary 1999, dearly beloved MJ Gobier on Twitter. You're hearing Return of the Mac on the podcast right now. Graham, did you love this song? Who doesn't love Return of the Mac? Yeah, this is a pretty good song. Can't hate it. <laughs> You're fucking funny, man. This, it it reminds it reminds me of just like that era of like P Diddy P Diddy like oh. making all those like golden gold was that the golden era? It was a lot of flash, a lot of yeah, white suits. Exactly. Uh, Mace was uh, a thing back then. Yeah, Mace, Murphy Lee. Oh, Murphy Lee! Yeah, Saint Lunatics. Yeah, there you go. All all that. Uh, that's that's top, what that song top, reminds me. Top of. rap. I don't know. Is that a thing? We were, t- <laughs> we were talking about this on the Is It Safe podcast, which is another podcast I do. If you want a more raw podcast with me and some other bozos where we talk about nonsense and a lot of music, check out the Is It Safe podcast. If you like me, you'll like it. If you don't, then I don't know. You actually release those podcasts? I've never listened to any of them. Where can, <laughs> I, find, where, where, where can I find them? we got like 33 episodes, man. What? Yeah. <laughs> There's I a lot of them. Where? Can you send it to me? I haven't been able I will. to find it. <laughs> I'll send you the link. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's all on standard. Oh, okay. all, we don't have a live stream. We just have, It's just a podcast, though. That's the yeah. thing. Because okay. some of the guys wanted to be, like, secret. Anyways, <laughs> we were talking about, uh, yeah, party rap. Somebody said, oh, that's, that's, yeah, what, party rap. That's what it is. What happened to party rap? And I was like, what the hell does that mean? And I was trying to figure out what party rap was, but I guess we kind of nailed it, Graham. This is party rap. Yeah, party rap. Okay, gets 504 people. boys. Gets people out on the dance floor, you know. Master P, uh, Mace, Mace. Uh, no, uh, what's her face? The not Foxy Brown. Well, Foxy Brown, I guess too. But uh, Lil Kim, Lil Kim, yeah, Lil Kim, uh, Brandy, and oh, Brandy, Aaliyah. Brandy and Aaliyah. Monica, Brandy, Brandy, Power, Aaliyah. Mary J. Yeah. Blige. Oh hell yeah, Monica. Yeah, she was great too. Uh, but Debrat, Debrat, that was definitely back then too. Remember that Debrat? What yeah. she's doing right now? I wish I could play all these songs, but we can't do it on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> but on the podcast version, you you heard Return of the Mac. We're supposed to be talking about players that are returning. And there's a lot of fun players returning. Deary already mentioned Luis Roberts coming back. He started his rehab today, I believe, with single A. 
And we've talked about Chris Sale returning on the show. He's getting closer. The Red Sox are just going to be more powerful with, I mean, they're in first place or they're tied with the Rays. And now they get Chris Sale for the stretch run of the playoffs. That's that's like the best trade anybody could make at the deadline. Are you getting Chris Sale, though? Well, not me, the Red Sox in real life. Yeah, oh, yeah, are we getting uh, him? Are, are you getting Chris Chris Sale? You know what I mean? Like I think Chris so. Sale? He, I would think so. All reports are that he's excellent, but I don't think they'd release reports if they weren't excellent. <laughs> <laughs> well, no shit, but but they also really stretched this one out. This has been a longer than, like, remember Thor? Thor came back a while ago. He got hurt again. He never even made it back to the bigs yet. But, yeah, same with Seve. And Sale got hurt before Thor. Yeah, same thing with Seve. So they've really been patient with Sale. And he only has to pitch these last two months. I think it's, I think they're going to get what they wanted. I think Chaim Bloom, our Jewish brother right here, Chaim Bloom. I'm Jewish. So that's how you say it right there. Chaim, the Chaim, just like Chaim. That's what it is. Uh, I think. And if anybody thinks I'm making fun, I'm Jewish. So please, I don't know who's listening anymore. I don't want to ruin the party. I just want to have fun. I. He's from the Tampa. He's from the Tampa Bay organization. He's a smart motherfucker, so I think he knows what he's doing. What What are you expecting fantasy wise from Sale here um, down the stretch? I mean, because I, I what's What's going to be interesting is so the Red Sox are in a race here. Uh, they certainly won the win the division. They don't want to end up in that wild card game against either the Rays or well, actually, probably won't be the Rays because one of those teams are going to win win the division. But you don't want to be in a one game playoff here against. Um, you know, the A's or the Astros. So they're going to be going for it. I just don't know. I mean, what do you think, Graham, in terms of fantasy value here down the stretch? I don't know if he's going to come out and be going seven, eight innings. I think they're going to take it slow with them. I think in some of your leagues, maybe that you do ratios, his ratios might be great. But but would you be buying in for him or looking for a trade here for the last month and a half of the season? It's so, it's so loaded when people ask me if I'm buying. It's like, at what cost? I yeah. would guess if it's a fab league or something what he's going to cost versus what he is likely to do is not something I'll be interested in because some, somebody somewhere is going to go nuts. Mm-hmm. And I'm just extremely conservative with how I approach these things. Like if you drafted him back and you've held him and you've held him, like obviously keep him because you place that bet. That's not a bet that I would place, but I mean, the, the reports and the stuff, like there was a montage someone put out, it might've been pitching ninja or something. This stuff looks great. I mean, he's dominating these kids. Could you imagine he was down at Complex Ball? You're like standing there as like an 18-year-old and Chris Sales like uncorking some absolute backfoot filth at you. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, long story short, like Chris Sales an alien. Like if you look at his stats and compare it to just everything. So even if you take like his what 15, 16 K per nine and cut it back to like 13 and say he goes three innings a start. It's definitely useful, but I think I would say so. I think if he's available in your league, I would be pulling the old Fred Zinke. Is it Fred Zinke who always says I try to get second place on all my fab bids? That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> like, um, I'd put in a competitive bid, and if I want him, I'd be happy. But I wouldn't be like, I have to have this guy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to him returning to my uh, NF, no, my 
DC, yeah. I feel like uh, my DC could still be good. And if Sale comes back and is good, that would really help me out. He has not pitched, guys. The last time he pitched, August 13th, 2019. If you're looking, like, if you're in a roto league right now and he comes back in, what, two months and he's only pitching three innings a a go-round until the playoffs when they can fully deploy him, I don't know how much he's going to help you. Because your ratios are your ratios. And, like, what is he going to give you? Like, 60 innings? Best case, Ontario? It's a really good reliever. 60. That's that's what I'd look at it as. It's it's uh, And if, if he gets to follow, he throws in some wins. I think he'd get 80 innings. I think it could happen. Depends on how they use them, though. You're right. That will matter. And Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're. I feel like they're really going to want him for the playoffs and be completely healthy for the playoffs, but they also need to ramp him up for the playoffs. You also said, Deary, they want to win the division, too. They might need him yeah. for that. In fact, I know sure. they'll need him for that. Yeah. That gives them incentive, and I think 80 innings is in play here. I really do. I, I think also expecting some of the guys that are in their staff to hold up like Nick Pavetta to me just seems like it can't last forever. I know he's had talent. We always thought he was, he, he was a talented, very talented pitcher. Great stuff. Killer breaking ball. Maple but, boner. He's Canadian. You say maple oh, boner. Yeah. I maple boner. I was thinking of uh, James Paxton when you said maple boner. That's not awesome. awesome. Maple boner. Hmm. Not a nice boner slathered in maple syrup, man. That sounds delicious. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, Corey Seager could come back soon. Uh, actually, Corey Seager might end up on a later show list that I have as well. Cattell Marte is getting there. Mike Trout's running the bases. Could be happening eventually. Mike Trout. Man, that calf just... I feel really bad for Mike Trout. He. I feel like we're losing an opportunity for him to be the greatest of all time. When you throw in last year's shortened bozo season, and then this season missing a chunk of it, it's starting to... The clock's ticking, and I really don't... I really thought he could be the best of all time, but now I'm I'm a little concerned here. Mike Trout, he probably is the best of all time. By I, like, but I want him to be numbers metrics. wise. I want him if, to be numbers wise. Yeah, he may not end up accumulating. I mean, he's he's still he still has a ton of years left in him if he can stay off the IL. I mean, he may not accumulate some of the amazing stats of you know. Some of these other guys near the top, he probably is not going to end up with the most home runs. But, like, you know, at the end of his career, you look at the metrics of his stats and what he averaged over 162 Yeah, but I don't care about that. I want him to get the counting stats. I want him to be – I want him to take it all down. And Ryan says here he's still only 29. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Well, is he the type of player where past 35 he's going to be trash? I don't know. I don't think so. It seem like he has that type of makeup. I mean, he's not going to no, he's he's gonna gonna be trash. It's just these slow. injuries. The, the injuries have been popping up here over the last couple of years. If you start going back and looking and looking, they've been somewhat of a problem over the last four years, at least. And uh, he's still amazing, of course. But in terms of being a number one pick, I don't think we'll ever see him be the number one pick again. No, That's there's too true. much. There's too much young dynamic talent and the need for speed. Oh, man, I wish I had the top gun drop for that. No one's ever said uh-huh. that on the show. Damn it! Sorry, dude. I let you down. That's Top Gun okay. 2. Wasn't that coming out? Maverick? Isn't that supposed to be coming out by now? What happened to that? Pretty soon. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> you think yeah, that'll be good? There's no, no way that's good. Yeah, like, I'm just no interested to see. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer can barely even talk, yet he's in the movie. <laughs> he is in the movie? Yeah. He's like Man, a general that's... now. 
Oh man, dude. Like maybe it's just like they just show his face, but like I mean, he's got a voice box and everything. Tony Scott's dead. He's fucked up. Cruz is older. There's no way this is good. I don't know who's directing it, but no, you're right. It's gonna be trash. Could be this, uh, you know, uh, classic nostalgia grab. Like, hey, kids, remember this shit? Who? Now you're adults. Spend all your money on us. And that's how it goes. That's what we are. We're all fucking chills. Did you guys get played out by Space Space Jam Two? You think I'm? I never saw Space Jam One. I never saw it. I have no desire to see Space Jam Two. It's for kids. I, I saw Space Jam One. It was pretty great. The Bill Murray did. parts are great. I was well. I, I was that age too, right? Like I was. I don't know how old I was, but I remember when it happened, and I thought it was super cool. How old are you? I'm 33. Oh, you were younger. Yeah, we were 16ish by then. I mean, yeah. Just, who cares? I saw it for the first time last year. Oh, the you did? One. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen it. I have. It's just like who? I. It's not for me, man. A Michael Jordan actor, Looney Tunes. I love Looney Tunes. Are fun. Um. I know Foghorn Leghorn might not be cool anymore. I've heard that, but they oh, yeah. they run out of Mike's secret stuff. That's what makes them super good basketball players. It's like his serum. So no Bugs shit. Bunny, Bugs Bunny just puts water in the water bottle and gives it to them all, and they all believe in themselves. And that's the lesson. You just have to believe. No way. Huh. Well, that sounds pretty lame. I got to tell you that much. But I'm not a child, and I don't want to ruin anything. So. Mike, you want to go see Guns N' Roses next month just to hear him say that, and then we can leave? <laughs> yes, I would love that. That'd be. Are they playing next month? They're coming. I don't know when it is. They're coming to Comerica. I don't know if it's this year or next year. I just know they're coming to Comerica. Those are pricey tickets. They came a couple years ago, like twice, and it was always so expensive. Yeah. yeah I, I just didn't know what was going on. I, I would have been interested. What the hell's going on? I don't Man. know. I didn't know what was going on. I made that very clear. I don't think uh, Axel Rose knows what's going on either. I think he's actually. I think he's actually the most lucid he's ever been. I would disagree with that. I really oh, would. Okay. Yeah, he's really. Uh, if you watch all the old, if you watch this this video, and then you watch the other one where he says, "Thanks for lame ass security. I'm going home." Uh, it seems like he's changed a lot. Those were all earlier, ninety one, late eighties, early nineties. He's come a long way. He shows up on time, and he makes the shows now. I feel like he's found some peace in his life, Graham. Good for him. I'm happy. Me like too. actually, that that sounded so sarcastic. It wasn't intended that way. <laughs> yeah, uh, it could have gone either way, depending on you know people don't know you that well. So I'm glad you said that. I think it's important to clarify, keep it real. And I know one thing about you, dude. You you have a great sense of humor, but you're also an honest fella. And I I think that really could have gone either way. I don't know how the society took it, but I appreciated it. Say, boy, you cover, I say, you cover about as much as a flapper skirt in a high wind. What is that? These drops <laughs> are outstanding. What does that mean? What is this? Say, boy, you cover, I say, you cover about as much as a flapper skirt in a high wind. It's a fl- is a flapper skirt like what the women in the 30s, the, the flappers wear? Yeah, 20s. the flappers. Is that what he said? Well, yeah. I- well, it doesn't cover in the high wind. Ah, Okay. That's an old ass reference. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be that guy. I won't be yeah, that guy again. It's I probably promise. canceled. No, you can't say whatever he said. Foghorn? Shit, man. <laughs> He's a bozo. I don't know. If Foghorn is canceled, I didn't know any better, and I apologize for that. All right. This is the Hey, it's Regal Plotso Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Michael Govier. He's Christopher Deary. 
And that's Graham. Bolag, the Canadian. Follow him at the Shrimp Captain. MJ Govier and C. Deary 1999. It's time for... Are you calling me Graham Boatlock? Because that's a pretty funny play on Shrimp Boat Captain. Yeah, why am I doing that? My last name is Blakelock. Why am I saying Boatlock? <laughs> I, I just... I that, cause it's it funny. four times. I'm, I'm into it. Like I, <laughs> It goes with the boat, the boat <laughs> theme. It's fucking nautical. Boatlock. <laughs> <laughs> Boatlock. Yeah, Boatlock. All right, Boatlock. It's time it. for Enrico's Inquisition. Are you ready for this? Uh, as I'll ever be. Good. Uh, Deary, I fixed the intro, so we're back to good now. What does that mean? What is wrong with it? Oh, the, it used to have Would Trevor Bauer in it. To deal with wow. a manipulative person or a callous Voldemort. Wow, this is deep. Deep into my psyche. Alan Trammell or Lou Whitaker? Oh, I knew you were going to hit me with that. The 1988 Dodgers or the 2020 Dodgers? Oh, the 1988, by far. It was the happiest moment like of my sports life. That was my first gut moment. Oh, oh Nelly, get ready for some doozies. Because it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show, Enrico's Inquisition. <laughs> Alrighty, we are in with Graham Blakelock, Mr. Boatlock, also known to his friends. And we're talking Enrico's Inquisition. That means we're talking about stuff that's not really baseball related for the most part. And we always start it off, Graham, who do you love when it comes to music? Artists, groups, anybody. But give it to us. Give us some of your faves. Oh man, that's so loaded. I uh, I typically Easy. listen to a lot of hip hop and stuff now, but my musical tastes and interests came from like blues and jazz, and I ended up somewhere really starting to dig on like sampling and just um, not that I make music or anything, but yeah, sampling and beats and stuff like that. So like I I like I don't know I like a lot of rap. And some of those names would be. Oh, you want you want artists? I I like um, I like Jay Dilla. I like The Roots. I like. Uh, What's the one you told me about a while ago? Remember that? Uh, what did I tell you about? Was it Jay Dilla? We were talking about we were talking about Detroit music. I can't I can't recall exactly. You gave me a deep cut I'd never heard before, and I can't remember who it was though at all because it was like six was months it, ago. Was it like yeah? Was it like Clear Soul, Clear Soul Forces? Their rap group from Detroit. It was um, like a, it was a song you wanted me to listen to, but it wasn't Apollo Detroit. Brown. I don't know if it's oh. Detroit related. I really don't. I, you were like, it was like a message, like oh dude, you gotta check this out. Oh here it is. Yeah, Immortal Technique. Oh man, yeah. What song was it? message in the money oh nice yeah yeah the message in the money and you ain't got either remember that yeah i listened to it like immortal <laughs> technique is uh he's an interesting rapper he's, he's changed a lot of his style but back when i was a teenager i really liked uh, revolutionary volume one and two his first two albums i he's kind of like really angry to listen to i can't really listen to it anymore it uh makes me angry <laughs> here do you know yeah. immortal immortal technique is did you know that one I like uh, I like Audio Slave, uh, like rock music like that too. I just thought all Canadians listen to like Rush, Neil Young, and the Tragical Hips. Yeah, that's oh cool. Neil, Neil Young's cool. Don't I forget the Neil, Guess Who, man. I saw Neil Young um, a little while ago. You ever seen the Guess Who? No. <laughs> great. It's a great Canadian band right there. Guess yeah. Who. 
have the courage worse. to be drunken buffoons. That's why they're courageous. Uh, Ryan says, who's worse? Vince Neil or Axel Rose? Uh, it's clearly Vince Neil. Vince Neil. He's a piece of shit. Hey, Vince Neil, you're a piece of shit. Get him. I did. I did it. Who else? I I listened to a lot of Redman lately. Redman? Yeah. Good old Redman. How High. How High is a classic movie, by the way. He's a super underrated rapper. He's got sweet flows, sweet style. I don't know. I like it. I dig it. So you make beats? I don't make beats. I just enjoy beats. But you don't make beats. I grow beats in my garden. Can we beat off? <laughs> no, I've never done that. Good. There's, there's, two, yeah. Keep it in your pants, you sick fuck. That's right. Catholic yeah. guilt's coming for you. Uh, you know, Canadians. <laughs> there's a lot of Catholics in Canada. It's really surprisingly annoying. Seemingly a lot of Catholics everywhere. That's actually kind of a, a hot. <laughs> <laughs> No offense, Catholics, by the way. That's a that's a huge thing right now here. Hey, the residential schools, like, stuff. Oh, yeah, we man. Should... They fucking took it to the natives. Like, a yeah, they, piece they, of they, shit scumbags they are, man. They killed, they killed a lot of kids in the name of Jesus. They're yeah, fucking garbage. Yeah, I read all about that recently. It was fucking brutal. It was a whole... Not surprising, because, you know, if America killed all the natives, why wouldn't the Canadians do the same thing? Yeah. It was the Catholics, specifically. I don't know if it was the Catholics specifically. I thought it was. That was it the might. whole point. It was Christians for sure. It was definitely Pretty Christians. Effective. Yeah, it was definitely Christians. Is it, it they was, created those the crazy, schools. Yeah, the crazy part is it's government sanctioned. That's what's really upsetting to me anyway. Well, I mean, besides the dead kids, that's not upsetting. Yeah, that's not surprising at all. Anybody that's a dark know, joke. If you yeah, if you know anything about history, you know the truth around here, man. Shit's fucked up. It's always going to be fucked up. And the people who are going to pay the price for it are likely non-whites because they always have. That's the North American way. Always has been, always will be. I don't yes. like it. I'm not a fan of it. Just telling you. Check North it. American scum. Yeah. Look at your fucking history books. First off, don't look at your history books. You got to go beyond your history books because they're not going to tell you dick. So especially if you live in Texas or something like that, it's going to be even worse. Uh boy, this is getting depressing. Let's let's switch it up. Let's going back on. to Where'd... music. I like Led Zeppelin too. <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your favorite Led Zeppelin song then? What would it be? Oh, you can't fuck. say Stairway to Heaven. Obviously. No, it's not Stairway to Heaven. Um, I always like Led Zeppelin too. Uh, That's an album. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of a, a song on there. Um, I, I don't even. I get all their numbers mixed up because they did it all so weird like that. I honestly don't know. Ramble On's pretty sweet. Yeah. I, ju- I just like how um, how progressive like those tracks all are. They like build and drop, and they've got their sweet little like spacey fucking interludes in there. And I don't know. I love Ramble On. That's like one of my favorite Led Zeppelin songs right now. Yeah. So lovely. Got that easy going kind of stroking the guitar for a while. Haven't the drums in that are really good. Yeah, I, pl- I like that one, and uh, I like Heartbreaker, too. That's a good one. Yeah, Heartbreaker's a good one. Is that what that one's called? Is that what it's called? I think, I'm not thinking of, I think that's on, too. I'm not thinking of Jenna Jameson here. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, that was a deep joke. Did you not? You're Canadian. Maybe you didn't beat off to Jenna Jameson, but a lot of Americans did. Jenna Jameson? I've heard, yeah. I've heard, I've heard the name. <laughs> She had a, I, it was a joke. She had a heartbreaker tattoo on her butt. That's why I said that. So. Oh, it's common she? knowledge. She doesn't hide it because she's on video many times with that butt and the tattoo having sex. And that's cool. I'm pro sex worker. I'm pro porn. Nice. I'll get that on the record. 
You should go on the uh, the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. I am not cool enough. I, I don't think they do it for men in their forties. The girl, like the girl, the girl on there right now. That seems to be how they're like. She's different from all the previous ones because she's like sex positive. Oh, well, that's cool. I've never watched that shit, and I don't give a fuck at all. So, but that's cool for you if you and your wife or you and your son, if you enjoy that. Yeah, my my son and I we watched The Bachelor. <laughs> he's he's not born yet. If he was, if your son was born, I don't know. Some people call their, you know, I don't know. Yeah, people, whatever, man. No, no I, people call their kids kids already. I don't know. Maybe they do. Oh. Is someone pregnant? Because I don't know. Yeah, my my wife's pregnant. I knew that, but I didn't know if it's a secret. I was trying to give you a chance to get out of it if I said too much. Oh, I just figured we'd uh, out with it. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. So you can be a first-time father, and you're a brand-new husband. That's a lot going on, Graham. There's a lot going on. There is. Life is fucking hectic. Yeah, but you wouldn't have it any other way, would you? No, I'm going to take down the NFBC 50, maybe. be a nice prize. It would be a nice prize. I agree. Uh, yeah. Would you rather be stabbed or arrested? Whew, I, I'll be arrested. Deary, by the way, what, what, uh, am Chris... I being, what am I being arrested for? Yeah, see, no, people don't always ask that, but if you do ask that, it opens a box that could be quite dangerous for you. So, you're gonna, be out of, you're gonna be out of commission for a year, whether you're stabbed or arrested. Hmm. I'll take, I'll take the. Well, if I go to prison, I might get prison shanked. No, you're going to like, you're going to like county jail. You're not going to like prison. Yeah, no one ever thought of that either. Get arrested and stabbed, all in one year. Chris, our previous guest on today's show this afternoon, he had actually been stabbed. He showed me the scar. So that was fun. It was the first time we had that on the show. Yeah, I, I don't know. That Tommy that Tommy Fam thing looks unpleasant. I think I'd just go do a, year, do a year at a time. It comes up every time now. People will never forget that, that he got stabbed in a strip club. Tommy Fam, you're still a good baseball player. You've had a whale of a season, too, man. You've stayed pretty healthy, which is shocking to me, because I expect you to be hurt a lot, and he really has not been all that hurt. So I got to give it up to the guy. I do. Uh, the changeup, the slider, the curve. Which do you prefer? I like sliders. Hey! I like man. I like I like changeups. I used to love fucking watching. Uh, not even that long ago, Marco Estrada, when he when he <laughs> when he threw changeups for the for the Jays when it was on, he was ridiculous. That's how he got all his K's, right? He would strike out a lot of dudes sometimes. Yeah, t- two pitch guy. I don't know. So sliders are just nasty though. It's it's fun to watch. The, yeah, you kind of s- smile a little. I don't, all three are nice, but I guess if I have to pick one, I go slider. That's fair. I respect that. I like the changeup. I think it's a fun pitch. And it'd be so cool to throw one with. You'd have to have the heat to match it to make it any cooler. So. Don't have that. I never will. I did yeah. play softball tonight and uh, I caught a ball, but I didn't make any throwing plays. I was asked to play third in the first inning and I turned it down. And I regret doing that because then they put this girl over there who was like, she was worse than me. I could have got the job done. I didn't know what my competition was, though. So. And it wasn't because she's a girl; it's just because she wasn't as good as me. That's all. Mike, you don't you don't want to play third. I don't. I really. That's why I turned it down. But I, I won't so... even. Play, I I've played infield my whole life. I will not play third in softball I unless agree. I play like on the edge of the grass. I agree, dude. But it was so fucking funny. I turned it down. So then she's like, "Okay, you could play catcher." I'm like, "Shit, I'm catching." 
the worst place possible to be. But then the first two plays, a soft, a soft liner to third, a soft, easy one. I was like, oh, fuck, I definitely could have caught that. And then a soft ground ball to third. I could have got that one, too. And then there was a force-out play thrown to third. I'm like, I could have made all those plays. But maybe if I had not been there, they wouldn't have happened. You just put your first teammate on blast, first game. Well, they don't. They, I'm all new to them. They don't know who I am, and they definitely don't listen to my podcast. And Lucy, if you're out there, I apologize. I think you were a fine player, and you really came up with some great hits, especially in the second game. So I give you credit for that. Um, I'm a softball freak now, dearie. I'm playing Wednesdays, and now I'm playing Sundays twice. I'm out. Of, I'm, I'm everywhere now. I thought about getting back into it for like a it's- second. Then I'm like, fuck that. It's good to be outside. We spent a lot of time indoors last year. It's nice just to be yeah. out there. It feels, I don't, I have a whole new perspective about it, Graham. I used to get pretty angry and shit, and now I took many years off, about seven years. Now I'm back, and I just like to be able to play, and I like to be able to be in the field. And that's why it's cool about playing with these new teams, is they let me play in the field as much as I want. And on the Sunday team, I'm, like, really good. I'm, like, one of the best players, which is weird, because... It's like a really low-class league, so I fit perfectly. I'm like maybe the second-best player. Nice. Which is a good feeling to have. But it's not about that. It's just about being out there, meeting new people. They let me play. They brought me into their realm. And if you guys have been locked up for a while out there, I know a lot of you have, great to get outside. I would recommend it. I really would. It's just nice. feels good. Strongly, strongly recommend We're talking with Graham Blake Lock, not Boat Lock. Enrico's position. Uh, Graham, what's your biggest regret? Oh my goodness. Probably going to school for as long as I did. That's No, that's <laughs> harsh. That's harsh. This is me going to school as long as that's I did. That's an instant led, regret. Led to the, regret you just said. Yeah, there you go. There, that, that's the biggest one. That led to me being the uh, well-adjusted lunatic that I am today. I don't know what my biggest regret is. I, I don't think about regrets. I go, I'm going forward. Wow. Okay, that's impressive. I give you credit for that. I don't know if other people are like you, but damn, I'm impressed. Genius, genius, genius! Uh, do you envy America? Do you wish you were a United States citizen? Uh, not really, no. I've never thought about that. What? Get the fuck out of here. What? <laughs> like con- you contrary? sound like an elitist American now, Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do? Like... like yeah. uh, I don't know. I'm Canadian. This is what I know. It's cool. I wish I was Canadian. I don't want to be an American anymore. I'd be. I'd happily be a Canadian. I just thought people thought like that. But I apologize. Well, I think, I'm making assumptions. I think people think like that if they're coming from somewhere of like less like social wealth or just like general wealth. Like I think that's why there's the general like migration and want to go to the United States, right? Yeah. That's probably true. That's fair. I'll give you that. You know what? I have an idea. Jerk off party? No. All right. And finally, Graham. Oh, wait, two things. Uh, Mental health, uh, anxiety, depression, these things that come up and they crop up and they can really bury us. Uh, You very much believe in being open and honest about mental health, don't you? I do. (laughs) Is there a follow-up to that? Nope. I just wanted to verify that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, th- I think it's good to talk about it. Um, good. Yeah. Make sure when you have a child that you carry on that tradition. We'll do so. I, I think, think I think the biggest the biggest thing about being a parent, and I, I don't know, somebody tell me I'm wrong, 
or, or at least in my brain, is I, I just don't want them to turn into a serial killer. And I, I hope, <laughs> I, I hope that I don't raise like that monster. You know what I mean? So we'll, we'll roll, talk roll about the dice. We'll talk about <laughs> our, our feelings and stuff. Child, please. Wow, man, that I really, yeah, I don't want that to happen for you either. <laughs> I think we're all on the same page there. Uh, and finally, uh, for love or money. I've never had a lot of money. I don't care too much for money. Money can't buy me love. Is that what everybody says? That's probably what everybody says. You better lock it up. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll take love. That's fine. You can say whatever you want. Don't feel like you're pigeonholed. But I appreciate that. You seem like a love guy, not a money guy. We all need money. We want money. And we want you to win the NFBC 50 overall championship. That would be some nice cash. But in the meantime, on the Hans Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, presented by RotoFanatic.com. Utah! Go to RotoFanatic.com and check out that data monster. Also, check out Michael Richards' latest article. It's the top 20 prospects for each team in the AL Central. So all five teams, top 20 prospects for each team. Very cool. Tigers, Twins, Royals, White Sox, and Cleveland. All right, let's get into some fantasy talk here, and then we'll get the hell out of here and move on with our lives. So you've been digging on Orlando Arcia, which I just think is it's a dangerous, dangerous place to be. Orlando Arcia is perennially a solid defender, but a shit hitter. Sometimes he goes on some streaks, but he's not somebody you can roster for a full season or even half a season. I just don't see it. Right now? No, yeah. there's, probably, there's probably not much there. Like if you're looking, if you're in a really deep league and you're trying to get something, uh, something going, you're just trying to get at bats. I think he's going to get at bats the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing, I was just thinking along the lines of dynasty. I like looking at um, roster resource on Fangraphs. I like looking at the payroll tab. So he and Dansby Sp- Swanson are both going into their third year of arbitration, and Dansby Swanson made six million dollars this year. And he'll probably want more. And the Braves are. But how much more would he get, though? I don't know. But the Braves are kind of cheap. The Braves are kind of cheap, and they're ran by Anthopolis, and I'm familiar with his uh, Ah, his ways. I see what's going on here. And they can probably get a similar level of defender and a similar aged, both highly touted at one point was Swanson and Arcia. I could see a world where he is their starting shortstop next year. And if he is a starting shortstop in a 15 team dynasty league type thing, I think he could be valuable next year or say you're picking in a DC and you take him in like the 43rd round or something. And suddenly you've got the brave starting shortstop or you've got a bag of poo, which you are (laughs) likely to get in the 43rd round of a DC anyway. So Bag of poo. Wow, oh, dude. But you know, he's, got, one- he's got power speed, like maybe a bit. That is bullshit. In 2017, he really did something special. He had 14 steals, 15 bombs, and he hit 277. This is in 548 plate appearances. I was like, wow, this guy's on his way. But after that, yeah, that's why he's no longer a brewer. The Brewers ended up trading for Willie Adamas now because it didn't work out with him. And they, I mean, he was a highly touted prospect. He was, but he started making less contact. Uh, strikeout rate went up after that fun season. And obviously, 
he cut he showed no pop after that but he did have another 15 homer only eight steal season in 2019 where he hit 223 the babbit was way lower so he's probably not as bad as 2019 with the 253 babbit but he might not be as good as the 317 babbit in 2017 uh maybe somewhere in the middle but if he's a guy that can hit 15 home runs and steal double digit steals in a deeper dynasty league, he has value yeah, I just think that that's where you make your money. Like that's that's really where you bail hay. You get the you get the guys that no <laughs> one wants who yeah. like you got to catch a little bit of lightning with them. But like like look at Ryan McMahon. Like everybody wrote Ryan McMahon in his 40% K rate last year off. But mm-hmm. it's like Ryan McMahon was a highly touted prospect who's still like 26. Arcia could be in the same boat, although uh, admittedly Arcia is like not the hitter that McMahon ever was touted to be. No, and yeah, yeah, could just obvious. be could just be poo. But like that's like you're paying nothing to roll the dice. Deary, this guy wants to talk about Derek Hill. Derek Hill, the Detroit Tigers. Now, okay. I I don't know what else we could offer you. You're a dynasty player, Graham, so you're involved. You know who Graham, you know who Derek Hill is. You know that the Tigers have. Lesser than position players, more likely their prospects that are the best ones are the pitchers, except Riley Green, of course, who was got, and obviously Spencer Torkelson, who's a hero now. But, Deary, what do we think of Derek Hill here? What can we tell our pal Graham about Derek Hill? Well, he's been in the system for a very long time. We drafted him out of high school. Um, we're just now seeing him in the majors this year. We saw a little bit of him in 2020. For his first six years in the minors, I mean, he was a light-hitting center fielder, an incredible defensive center fielder, but he yes. struck out a ton um, and a little bit of speed, which is which is nice. He did have 35 steals back in 2018. And 2019 in AA was his best season. He, he did have 14 home runs, so he showed a little pop in the bat. I think he's probably going to get a lot of run for the rest of this season because they, they want a strong defender in center field. They're, they got injuries all over the place, and uh, they like putting Badu out in the corner. Uh, in terms of like a dynasty, I just don't know how this guy's going to fit on the squad. I mean, I expect Riley Green to be up next year and take over that center field spot at some point. And you got Badu in left field, and barring any trade, Robbie Grossman's going to be a right fielder next year because he's he'll be back for uh, another year. So I I don't know what you can get from Derek. Hill. I mean, right now he's he's doing just fine. Twenty nine plate appearances, he's seventeen walk rate. Um, he is batting three oh four, but like I don't think he's going to put it out of the park. The stolen bases is is what is nice. And I think he is going to get some run here. So maybe he can get you a little bit of value in terms of stolen bases. But I also think he's going to end up striking out a lot. He struck out a lot in the minors. And he's going to see a lot better pitching here in the AL Central. Now the Tigers over the next three weeks, they have an incredible schedule. They have like the best schedule in the majors in terms of July. Like they're probably going to end up getting to 500. So he's probably not going to see the best starting pitching. But yeah, in terms of value for like dynasty, I I would stay away and sure take a flyer if you want to get some stolen bases when he does play over the next few weeks. But uh, I was actually shocked to see him on 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 the sheet. I was like, oh my god, someone wants to talk about Derek Hill. This is fun. Graham's a dynasty nerd. He can't help himself. There you go, Graham. <laughs> There's nothing else to know about Derek Hill. He can steal some bags. There's no potential for power. Everything's fucked. <laughs> in in redraft too, though, like rest of the way, if you're chasing speed, like. He's got six steals in like how many? Twenty nine plate appearances, you say? Yeah. How Can many you believe that the Detroit Tigers lead the American League in steals? It is unbelievable. It really is. <laughs> it's so weird. 
It's a very strange time. We've never been known for that, Graham. It's never been our thing. Over, under, 12 more steals rest of the season. Derek Hill. Under. Under. Oh, under, under, yeah. He's not going to get a base enough. I see less playing time for him. I just don't see it. I don't see him getting enough opportunity still. But, hey, if they do ship out some guys, he could play the rest of the way. You might be right about that. I don't know. Hmm. Over, under, eight. Mm. That's, I'm still going to barely take the under. but I mean, I All think right. he's going to get more playing time than, like, a Victor Reyes. He went the party, Victor! And Mazzara's gone now, so that was a funny experiment. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't work out. What do you know? Renato Nunez and Omar Mazzara, who were both signed in like February or March. Hey, cool, man. It's going to be big. Huh? It's all shit. It's all trash. Waste of all of our times. Just like Omar Mazzara's career has been. Sorry, Omar. I know it's not cool. And I never played Major League Baseball. So you have that advantage over me? Don't worry about that. You're still going to be cooler than I am. All right. We're talking about fantasy baseball. That's why you listen to our show. Jonathan India. I love Jonathan India, and I think he's going to continue to get better. They love him. They want to play him. He gets leadoff opportunities. I'm a big fan. I'm I'm all in. And you mentioned here a kind of battle between Jesse Roche, and then you want to talk about Brendan Rodgers as well. So are you kind of asking who would you rather have here? Is that what you want to talk about, Graham? Yeah, yesterday Eric Cross and Jesse Roche were going back and forth about Brendan Rodgers versus Jonathan India. I happen to love both players. I do, too. I do, um, too. Uh, dear, you want to be the tiebreaker on this? Because we both love him. I like both players, too. I mean, Rodgers is oh, finally shit. getting the opportunity. And if he can stay healthy, I mean, they both play in great parks. Oh, What's it called? Yeah, you can let me know. Tours. Tours. Yeah. yeah, there it is. But Brennan Rodgers has What's been the, mostly so the healthy. here, but I can't. He's been mostly healthy this year, Deary, and been okay. I was expecting, hey, he's healthy. He's going to start taking it up a notch to show us what he's made of. But I have, I was a little more wild a couple weeks ago, but after the last couple weeks, I've been less wild. No home runs since July 1st. Uh, the steals are non-existent. There's no steals at all. And yeah, India's got a little bit of speed. Yeah, I, I think rest of season, it's India. I think well, I, mean, I think guys Roger- turn it on. Rogers Rogers is super tentative since he did his hammy so bad in spring training though. I I actually wonder if he ever fully recovered from that. Hmm. Well, we would know more if if they end up shutting him down, then we might know more about that. And the Rockies have actually played some of these guys more regularly, which has been exciting. I mean, he's been I have Brandon Rodgers on a couple teams, couple uh well, one's a keeper, another's a redraft. And they're both head-to-head leagues, and I've been using him. I liked him. I had him even in a 12-team OC for a bit, but I cut ties there because he wasn't carrying the weight as he should. Uh, Jonathan India can do it all, man, and he seems motivated. He's been given the opportunity after they just said, hey, we got nobody here. We're going to play Jonathan India. And he kind of slipped by a bit because he was a first-round pick a few years ago, but he wasn't getting the opportunity initially. But now he kind of... Kind of came into it in a way where they said, hey, we drafted you for a reason. We're going to give you the opportunity. And he's cashing it in. And the Reds' offense is dynamite. Unfortunately, Nick Castellanos has a fracture, a microfracture in his wrist. So that's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Reds still have a lot of bangers in that offense. And even Deary said a couple weeks ago, or last week, was it? He said Eugenio Suarez would have a great second half. You liked him the rest of the season. So 
Yeah, I think he's I mean, he's going to end up having to move up in that lineup uh, with Castellanos being out. But like it's a great situation for India to be in. If he's leading off, you got Jesse Winker right behind her, right behind him. Jesse Winker's a basher who can also just get on base a ton. They need Castellanos to come back. But I think, you know, that lineup in Cincinnati is going to continue to improve. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens here in the offseason if, if, if Votto retires um, what's going to happen with, um, you know, some other guys in the lineup. But I think in a dynasty, I, I, I'm probably leaning towards India. I, I, I like the fact that he can steal bases as well. Well, he's an, in, he's an OBP hero too. That's the best part. Right, Graham? Yeah, his walk rate's what, like 14% or something? 13, 14%? Yeah. I think Rogers 13. is only like six or seven. Yeah, yeah R- Rogers' calling card's always been contact over, yeah. over like uh, discipline. India walked everywhere. That was not the problem. He still hasn't shown. The home run rate is kind of basically where it's been. It's slightly ahead right now. But he plays at a ballpark where the ball can get out a little bit more. I think if he hits 15 home runs in a season, that would be pretty impressive. That would be unusual, frankly. Who? Jonathan India to hit 15 home runs. How many has he got? Eight. Oh, I was going to say I'd take the over, but if he's only only got eight. Yeah, he's still he's only got eight home runs, man, and the steals are seven. He's Right now he looks like a 15-15 guy in reality, but the, in OBP leagues he bumps way up because he's got a over 400 OBP. Is he is he mashing doubles? Is he hitting gap power? That's, that's something I love looking at. Like, I'll, I'll take a guy who hits like 35-40 doubles. Like, I, I love that kind of player. He's only got 13 doubles. That's not... Not much, really. He's got 340-plus uh, plate appearances. Hmm. So, well, uh, maybe maybe ah! he really... Oh, shit, man. Yeah, he he never really hit for much power, even in the, the low minors. That's Yeah, that's why he fucked around. I'm like, hey, dude, we drafted you high. You're not really being the guy we thought you would be. I, I still think this is a tighter race in dynasty terms, right? I mean, Rodgers in India are kind of... In the long term, if we're looking at like, hey, 28 years old, they're still very tight. It's not a no-brainer. Until the Rockies decide they're not going to play Rodgers and they're going to sit on him for another couple more years. <laughs> Coors. God damn it, anyway. Way to kill the party, but you're right. That's that's what happens. John Means is a sticky, icky turd. He's no good. Sell his ass. That's a quote from Graham Boatlock. <laughs> <laughs> That is a quote. I put that in the outline. John Means sucks. Do you think he was uh, relying on the sticky icky stuff? Oh, absolutely he was. And um, in his first start there last night, so I was like, I had this premonition that he was going to suck because there was a lot of rhetoric around how he used sticky substances. And I don't fault him. I'm not calling him a cheater. Like if no, that's no. the if that's the culture and you want to use sticky shit and everyone does it and you're told to use sticky shit, then use sticky shit. But now that he can't use sticky shit, I think that his breakout from two years ago was significantly aided by that because he's such a he was primarily a two pitch guy and his changeup pl- played up so much because he was able to increase the spin and the command of his fastball. And of 2021 yeah man and his issue before like the like little breakout that he did end of last season and this season now was the home run rate which he was able to deal with i'm assuming i'd have to dig more into it through the command of his fastball which i'm 
painting this narrative to say that he was getting from the sticky shit. And last <laughs> night he was down like 200 RPM on his fastball and he gave up two bombs. The Rays were just plastering him. It was the Rays. Yeah, I mean, the Rays, good, offense. O- good offense. Yeah. Randy took him deep. So the guy who threw a no hitter this year even is not, he's not even that guy anymore. I don't think so. He's only throwing like 90, what, 92, 93. He's not so, a dominant pitcher. So if his stuff is ticking down like that, like he doesn't have that rise, like I'm sure guys are licking their chops. What was Donaldson saying? That's good hitting or something? I don't know. He's a dick. Oh, he's definitely <laughs> he's definitely a dick. But that like WWE style interview that he held when he held office about Giolito being a sticky icky was amazing. It's funny. I give you that. He's also a former Blue Jay, so I thought you had a special place in your heart for him. Oh, I do. It was a great I'm, season. He was here. MVP, even. fuck. Yeah. Yeah, he was a fucking MVP there. It's crazy. Isn't that weird, dude? Josh Donaldson was an MVP once. I loved him for many, many years. I had him in Dynasty, and then it all kind of fell apart. It's fun to listen to a guy that's playing for a last place team bitch about all these other players. <laughs> what about Tuki Toussaint? People yeah. are getting excited. He came up through a decent start. It wasn't even that great a start. And you're not the only person I've heard from, Graham. Uh, Mike Curlin said something. Some other guys in a chat I'm involved in said, oh, shit, Tuki Toussaint party. Woohoo! yippee. <laughs> uh, are we that excited? I, I don't think it's cautious optimism. Yeah, it's like Arcia. It's just it like, like former, former highly touted dude who's like written off in everyone's mind as a guy with massive command and control problems, which he still probably has. But if he's up and he's striking guys out and he's going four or five innings to start, six innings, how he went like seven last night. He went six to third, yeah. And like you're talking about Moncada looking like a broad shoulder dude. Fucking Toussaint's ass is huge now. Dude's, <laughs> dude's, been, dude's been doing squats, man. Damn! Yeah, that's a fine ass, son. Look at that ass, Tuki. <laughs> Uh, he's 25 years old, six foot three, two fifteen accordingly. But that ass is all junk in the trunk, looking good. He's a sexy dude. He's also a first round pick back in the day. Of this guy's been around forever. <laughs> he's only 25 though. It's weird. I know. Yeah, it's similar to Derek Hill. He's still young, yet he was drafted in 2014. It's crazy. He was drafted at 18. Yeah, he had a life as a Diamondback briefly, and he's been with the Braves forever. Was he part of the uh, Swanson trade or or not? Was or was that the secondary trade with the Shelby Miller trade? Tukey? It was one of the worst trades ever. Yeah, because he was, it was around 2015 that time. 2015 is when he went to the Braves. Must have been a different trade. It was close. It's around the same time. Anyways, Deary, uh, Tukey Toussaint, he throws a nice outing. 5Ks, you know, limits contact. with six to two-thirds. That's solid. We've seen a lot of one-offs, though, especially from Atlanta. Tucker Davidson, Kyle <laughs> Muller, all these guys. They come up with these one-offs. They just keep retreading these arms. Uh, anybody's worth the shot, but... I'm yeah, this is a ro- this is a rotation that's just like piecing it together. But Graham said it best. I mean, this guy could not stay away from the walks. I mean, you just look at some of these years here where he had, you know, a lot of innings. You know, we're looking at 4.83, 4.99, and, and more limited action. So he, he he's he has an issue with hitting the strike zone. I think we're going to talk about Blake Snell here. And if you can't hit the strike zone, you're going to suffer at the big league level. And this is why this guy hasn't been able to, you know, he got a short cup of coffee in 19 and 20, but this is probably why we haven't really seen the guy because he can't throw strikes. 
It's all true. And anytime he's been up here, if you look at his dad pass page, it's not great either. Uh, but I, I would disregard the purple from the 2020 Bozo season because that doesn't matter. But people are desperate for pitching. They always are, especially in the stretch run here. I would be, I would wait it out. I kind of see what happens with the trade deadline and see if there's some other opportunities that prop up. I wouldn't go rushing out there to spend multiple, multiple dollars on Tuki Tucson. But then again, you could miss the boat on a guy who could be great for the stretch run. So what the fuck do I know? I'm just some bozo on a podcast. It can come together really quick too. Like Pat, my my favorite patio Sandy B. Patrick O'Sullivan. Oh, <laughs> Patrick uh, O'Sullivan. Is it O'Sullivan? It's Patrick Sullivan. No, what's his name? Patrick Sandoval. Patrick Sandoval. Yeah, of oh, the Angels. Yeah, of course. Man, yeah. I fucked up my old joke. Oh wow, that was God bad. damn it! God well, he damn was it. on. He was on Ryan's bloom boards in the preseason with guys like Nate Avalti, who've also had a great season this year. And like Max Scherzer, some big time players. So I was looking at Sandoval, but he didn't get the opportunity right away. But once he's got the opportunity this year, you're right. He's been pretty damn good, man. And almost elite at times. Yeah. He's just so a, right. like really athletic arms usually find they can find it later, like 26, 27. Just trying to fix their deliveries. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Charlie Blackman. Why the fuck do we want to talk about Charlie Blackman? Because he's going to get traded. I don't know. Is Charlie Blackman a buy? Is Charlie Blackman a buy? Are you guys are you guys buying Chuck Nasty? You should. If you're in the playoff hunt or if you're trying to win a league and you could trade for him, I would, yes. Because the numbers are so low that they can't finish the season this badly. The law of averages says that he's gonna have a nice second half. Even stole base yesterday or the day before that. Even. So <laughs> he got two on the season. Coors. So I think absolutely he's a buy. He's totally a buy. Do it. He's going to get traded, too. His ISO I, I, is like yeah. 100. 114. Yeah, yeah. This is a big drop-off, too, so I can see why you'd be paranoid. But I don't... I think he's depressed, you know? He's spent so many years there. <laughs> he's 35. Just, he's not depressed. He's just getting old. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's getting old, too. But I, I think there's there's a second half in there, but he is old. And last year was a short bozo season, as we know. So I don't know, man. I, I would buy, but I wouldn't... You know, I, I wouldn't spend a bunch i wouldn't get crazy i wouldn't give a top-notch prospect i do I would, think that yeah. depends where he goes though dearie i yeah i would buy as well i i expect him to probably get traded to a contender and i i think he's a guy who could still probably bad for a decent average and if he goes to a contender and is somewhere near the top of the lineup because he, he you know doesn't strike out he's career 16 percent strikeout you know he's able to get on base. He has the highest walk weight rate of his career, so he can give you a good average and score a bunch of runs. Not going to put it out of the park or steal bases anymore. But uh, I would buy because it's going to be really, really low right now. It's just weird that he has five home runs. He had 32 in the last full season of 2019. That's pretty crazy, man. And the walk rate's up. Yeah, way cut, up. Cut that beard. Maybe that's what it is. The steals were always over, but the fact that the power, especially in course, is drained. I wonder if the humidor is having bigger effects. I mean, we're not seeing psycho scores from there either. It's really interesting. You know, with yeah, Char- like Trevor Story's only got like 11 home runs. Right. See? When Crosby Spencer, my pal at Roto Fanatic, was on the show a while ago, I think last month he talked about the humidor and the humidity and the impact it had at all the ballparks. A really interesting work. You can go back and check that out. Go to rotofanatic.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Crosby Spencer, number one. Got some good information there. And maybe... Maybe they've really started to 
you know, reduce the power. I'm very curious to see how the rest of the season plays out, especially with the dog days of summer and all that shit coming up here. Blake Snell, fucking Blake Snell. God damn it. What a yeah, disappointment what the, he's what been. What the fuck? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I called uh, it. I wanted nothing to do with him at the start of the season. You're right. You're absolutely right. And he has been an absolute disaster. He's been a, a puzzle, a baffler. We're absolutely baffled by this guy. And it's all because of the command stuff that like you already mentioned that. That's pretty much the story here. Because he has he has these games where he's dominant against good teams, too. But then he just doesn't have it. It seems to be a mechanical slash mental thing, I would guess. Because he has these dominant outings, then he goes sideways, right? I'm not sure. I, I, um, I'm pretty just agnostic. And when I look at players, like not that the Rays don't give away good players, like look at Jake Cronenworth, but like, I think they knew same with, same with Cleveland. Like when Cleveland trades a pitcher, like I just, I instinctively pull away. That's a, that's a good way to live. It is. It's, it's bad. Like I don't have any true hard hitting analysis to it. Other than that, like I have no Blake Snell anywhere this year and it was just because i was like oh tampa's done with him he's done he had a 429 era in 2019 that was 107 innings but he had an expected era of 304 that year way way under the 429 this year 521 expected era of 558 (laughs) he just he struggles so much when guys are on base i mean you look at the seasons that he's done really well uh you know his walk rates were at career lows, those two good seasons that he had. I mean, we're talking 2020, where he was pretty decent. And then 2018, his his walk rate was okay then. It was a, a, a tad above three, which like you can live with. But his left-on-base percentage both those years, 88% and 89%. This year and also 2019, where he struggled, left-on-base percentage is 71 72% for both those years. And when his walk rate is sitting at 581 Per nine this year, like he's he's just gonna struggle. I I this the reason I wanted nothing to do with him coming into this year is I was like he's just not going to pitch into the fifth and sixth inning. I think he's only done it three times this year, and within those games he's struck out a ton of guys and didn't walk people. But he he just he accumulates way too many pitches, gets to too many three two counts. He's got incredible stuff, but if you can't command your fastball and people aren't gonna chase that stuff you know, people aren't going to want anything to do with you in fantasy baseball. So it's going to be really interesting what happens next year. I mean, he's going to be a a guy that you could buy really, really late. Maybe he bounces back. I think it's got to be something mechanical and hopefully they can figure it out in San Diego because, uh, you know, they paid a price to get him. That's what I'm saying. If you're so, if you be really good one game and then not another game, but it happens multiple times, it's either, it's a mental health issue. It really could be some type of confidence issue, which is very real. Or, you're right, a mechanical issue where the walks are just everywhere certain days, and other days they're not. And if they're not there, then he can go into the sixth inning. He can. But good luck my, with that. My instinct is to think that he has he needs to make a pitch mix change or something. Probably, like, emphasize his best pitches and throw his... It's, it's funny when you say that. It's like, throw your better pitchers more and your bad pitches less. Like, duh, no shit. <laughs> but, like, it's probably something like that. Like, I heard that someone was talking online might have been pitcher list or somebody they were talking about his change up and then he jumped in he was like no i love my change up his change up is trash yeah (laughs) his slider is his best pitch 
uh, you know, that's a strikeout pitch, but I mean, how often can you just get away with throwing sliders trying to throw them for strikes? He's not yeah. living in reality. That's what it is. We figured it out. We did, Graham. He lives on Twitch. <laughs> he does live. On well, he's got a second. Lucas Giolito. <laughs> uh, okay. Fuck. Uh, man, I could talk forever and ever, but I got, I got to wrap this show up. I really do. I, I love you. You're awesome, Graham. Graham Boatlock, my friend. I'm always going to call you Boatlock forever. That's I love cool, talking man. baseball. Yeah, I, you're you're a good dude, man. I'm so glad we did this. You sound amazing. Listen to this guy's audio, by the way. When you listen to the show again, you'd be like, wow, that is some damn good audio. Check, check. Zach, Zach, you out there? Are you jealous right now, Zach? Because we got top-notch audio from Graham. I know you are. Well, now that I got this set up, Zach and I can uh, can record some stuff. Oh, I should plug that, actually. Um, you should. Yeah, check check us out. I uh, co-host. I mean, it's not official or anything, Zach, if you're listening. He told me that the <laughs> application was uh, in HR, still waiting to be uh, <laughs> yeah. processed. But right, yeah, I, I co-host Draft Champions podcast with at Zach Roto, Zach Waxman. He's a good, funny friend of mine. And he we is. ramble about usually less structured than this, but we, uh, yeah, we shoot the shit and talk about NFBC stuff, and it's great. Definitely. I don't want to get between the two of you. You guys have your own thing going on, so don't worry. I'll stay oh, out of that. Just be a big, big, happy family. I would love that. I love big, happy families. That's what it's all about here on the Palazzo Podcast. Don't forget, it's two L's, two Z's. Me and Deary are always here every time we do a show, usually. See Deary 1999, MJ Govier on Twitter. Graham is at Shrimp Boat Captain, C-A-P-N. Do it. Follow him. Connect with him. He's a fella that is reasonable, honest, has integrity, and he likes to have a good laugh. So, I mean, what else do you want from someone on Twitter? Because it can get a lot worse than that. Trust me. Trust me. I know what I'm talking about here. Don't forget, uh, we'll be back with a new show soon. I don't know when that is because we just did two today. And the Sunday show is all fucked up now because the schedule's gotten so bogus, which bums me out. I really like the Sunday show, but I don't. I also like to live my life a little bit. And, you know, if I got paid to do this, I probably would force myself to forego playing softball. But I don't. So, yeah, man, go I'm, hit go hit some tanks. Tanks? <laughs> I like some, ra- some round trippers. What's a tank? Tater. Oh, taters. Oh, potato. Okay, got it. You Go hit some, hit, some, hit some taters. Hit some hit tanks. Some dingers. Some round trippers. Never, some dingers. I'll never hit a dinger. These guys tonight, they just crush this ball. They have these super bats and the ball. Just, <laughs> I'm never going to be one of those guys. I just don't know how they do it. But I don't, I'm not going to spend $400 on a bat either. I'm not an asshole. Don't forget, Plaza Podcast, 2 L's, 2 Z. Utah. We always appreciate Give it. Sub the YouTube channel. Sub the YouTube channel. Five stars on Apple Podcasts would help the show grow more. So if you like us, share it with your friends. Share it with your loved ones. I always try to promote this. It's up to you guys, though, because we do what we can. We give you the best show possible, and then you guys got to share it with others. We try, we try, and we try, and we do appreciate your time and energy. That's it. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Drafting in the ninth round. Drafting in the ninth round. Staring Matt Olson down. Staring Matt Olson down. I can't decide between Olsen, Goldie, or Bomb. Please company too. Drafting in the twelfth round. Drafting in the twelfth round. Another top closer down. Another top closer down. I can't decide between Anderson, Gates, or Kenley. Three's company too. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline 
will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.